Okay. Oh, family time. What did I miss? <laughs> Nothing. Oh. oh man, I'm getting. I got yelled at. Like I got accosted. She's like, she's blaming Mike for all of our marital troubles. There's a little Joan Allen mix there. That's what I saw. Yeah, you see what I got to deal with. That's why I didn't like that movie. Fucking, she's drunk. <laughs> well, she's actually more Brett Favre than than drunk. She's she had the knee replacement surgery, so she's high on the oxy. High and combative. Tyro. Yeah, you see that, right? She just busted in <laughs> I, into a, a recording, really professional I see, like, recording. Pajama pants and the door be slammed <laughs> open, and then her saying, You're not podcasting anymore. And then, I'm like, well, time to dial Jared in. <laughs> yep, that'll help. <laughs> they are America's first line of defense. Best of friends. All right, Captain. Snap of the earth. Here we go. Fierce competitors. Very nicely done. Almost as good as me. Ready to protect our nation against any threat. Carrying the nukes. You love having the power of God at your fingertips. Not tonight, buddy. But what if the enemy is one of them? What the hell are you doing? A broken arrow. A broken what? It's what we call it when we lose a nuclear weapon. I don't know what's scarier, losing nuclear weapons, or that it happens so often there's actually a term for it. The only thing more dangerous than what he knows. They believe they've got an exposed core. They gotta send in a nuclear emergency search team. By the time they find us, we'll be gone. Is what he's prepared to do. $250 million by 0900 Utah time. If you have not. God, I don't know what the big deal is. I really don't. But there's one thing. Smile, boys. We're about to retire. He didn't count on. I know his mind works. You gotta let me go after him. Outstanding, hell. That's the spirit. Would you mind not shooting at the thermonuclear weapons? And what are we doing? You enter the wrong code three times, the nuke goes dead. Unless, of course, I already thought of that ahead of time. Just activated a nuclear warhead, my friend. The clock is ticking. Care for a Coke or something? John Travolta. You lose. Christian Slater. You're out of your mind. Ain't it cool? Broken Arrow. A John Woo film. Mm. <laughs> Jay, I want to try something new on this oh. one. Curveball. It's been requested. Oh. Requested special feature um, by oh, Dave. Course. So take that. I don't want to do it automatically. Oh, <laughs> it's time for me to. Hyro might uh, be in favor of this. For- but you definitely will not. Time for me to go. Uh, he requested uh, a return to form from the original War Machine versus. I'm War not doing Horse a days. synopsis, no. Where no. you do a synopsis? I, I will go on record as fuck, Dave. I'm not doing a fucking synopsis. <laughs> How hard could it be for Broken Arrow? What a what a goddamn rush or whatever he says. There, there you go. <laughs> It's funny to me, you had far more feeling when you said fuck Dave than you did what a goddamn rush. <laughs> like, that was natural. Yeah. I want to talk more about Howie Long. Forget about everything else. Just let's Fantastic talk about Howie actor. Long. 
<laughs> untalented Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's that's what you want to talk about? Untalented Arnold Schwarzenegger? That's what Howie Long is. <laughs> so this week on Sober Cinema, the uh, chosen film was Broken Arrow, which released 25 years ago on February 9th, 1996, as we continue our trajectory down the greatest year in film, as is often stated, for the year 1996. And uh, we had a couple of choices here. Um, I think maybe just two as far as new releases. Uh, yep. All right. Yeah. So just two. One of which uh, starred Natalie Portman in Beautiful Girls as one of the beautiful girls. Emphasis on the girl part there as she plays a 13-year-old. I don't know if she was actually 13 at the time. It uh, doesn't matter. She's far too young for our group of, uh, I think, late 20s, early 30s characters coming back to pal around and womanize. And uh, Hiro, the only father on this podcast, said, maybe not. <laughs> that we know of. Yeah. That we know of. Let's be fair. Uh, Jared, as the possible father to many, apparently had no problems. He didn't vote one way or the other uh, for or against beautiful girls. But stick in the mud, Grandpa Hiro said, hey, guys, this is sober cinema. We can't be promoting films such as Beautiful Girls, even though that one is seen as some sort of like cult classic now or maybe modern. It's referenced far more than Broken Arrow. So instead, we're going to go with what was top dog at the box office that weekend. Broken Arrow opened to $15.5 million. Uh, second place was Hiro's favorite that he always laments for not doing, Mr. Holland's Opus. Uh, in its seventh week of release, Beautiful Girls, I think, opened to $2 million, so not a hit initially. Because back in 1996, they didn't like uh, the Harvey Weinsteins of the world. But here in 2021, we kicked it around. Should we do that? Hiro said no. Instead, we're going to have blatant homophobia from the nasty Hellcat <laughs> when it comes to John Travolta. So, Jared, this was your pick. <laughs> Is it really homophobia if there's a literal book out on John Travolta and his Hollywood antics? I thought you were going to go the other way and say that, is it homophobia if someone is in the closet? <laughs> Can it be considered homophobia, or is it just like in the know homophobia with your antics? I have a feeling Twitter would say yes. Oh, <laughs> it oh, is. Yeah, especially <coughs> especially Twitter. Uh, yeah, I, I knew we were going to get around to this, and uh, my family's <laughs> seeming problem. They love prob They love this I don't man. know where it came from, honestly. Uh, I guess my mom had a thing for him back in the 70s or 80s or something, and it just <laughs> blows her mind that he could not be playing for that team. Uh, I'll, I'll give your mom that. Now your younger brother, brother is, is the strange one. <laughs> it was literally... Like he doesn't want to see Vincent Vega doing his thing? Is that the kind of era, the time frame? Like the resurgence of John Travolta? Is yeah, that what it is? I'd say so. Pulp Fiction, Get Shorty, Now Broken Arrow. Mm -hmm. We had... Uh, but. Michael, Michael <laughs> I have a feeling, I think it's going to be the final episode of our year in 1996. I think it's our Christmas Day special. Uh, and I'm letting, letting you all assign blame to me uh, when we do a year in review of 1996. So that's fine. Have my name on the title of the episode. Uh, I, Hiro, didn't you mention off mic that we're skipping part of the Travolta Renaissance? Wasn't there a white man's <laughs> burden that came out in 95? That's right. Because we, we have pedophilia, homophobia <laughs> mentioned in the intro, the first five minutes of this conversation. Know, Let's not racism. get into race relations with John Travolta. <laughs> Thank God. Thankfully. Jesus. Yeah, the only thing worse would be like uh, like uh, any talk about hair with John Travolta. Mm. 
You know, he's been mm. clinging to that uh, hairline for desperately. He's like the LeBron James of Hollywood, right? I feel like you know, just now coloring you're it in, me and James hanging on. So uh, that was more of a personal shot. There, we're trying to talk broadly about offensive things, and you bring it in house, uh, which is not cool. <laughs> Broken Arrow is not about any of those things. It is about uh, Travolta is a domestic terrorist um, who steals, um, who storms the capital. <laughs> all right going back to white man's burden um jared's bringing it back to that uh are either one of you happy that this is we've been doing this 1996 thing for what was this like the fifth one fourth or fifth movie two christian slater appearances back to back (laughs) i'm gonna blame hiro for that you could have gone natalie portman in her prime. Well, it's been court ordered. Court ordered that I can't watch Beautiful Girls. <laughs> <laughs> there are some legal ramifications uh, we have to yeah. contend with. It's just this movie's. I mean, it's dumb. It's a John Woo movie. But, dumb, okay, dumb in the right way. I, I, you know, I was watching this and I thought, who is doing the John Woo knockoff? Apparently, it's a John Woo. It's movie. John Woo. <laughs> That's kind of an interesting maybe film circle question, uh, maybe not to broader audiences, but uh, what what is it about? Have you seen any John Woo movies? Um, like, uh, was it, uh, is it The Killer? Yeah. The Killer. Mm-hmm. Any issues there with the stupidity? No. Okay. I didn't see it. I've, I watched some of them when I was a kid. I saw the Mission Impossible one. That was good. Face Off. Face Off right. in his <laughs> uh, foreign language to us work. Not really that different. So I don't know why one, just because it's in English, would be considered stupid. I don't know if that's being racist to us or other countries, where it's like, well, it's stupid, but for them it's okay. But you bring it over to America, and this is too dumb for us. Let them have their stupid John Woo movies. But here, we expect something more respectful. Do we really? I feel like he's pretty consistent in his tone. No, I think that uh, we we do stupid pretty well on our own so <laughs> any foreign storming uh, additions <laughs> <laughs> we're very stupid so I, I i have no problem with it you know it's funny is you know as you start watching different you know going into different cultures and things like that they just find different things amusing you know you go to like korean cinema even for the like their serious uh like their serious movies there's always sort of like a slapsticky mm-hmm. sort of character. There's, it's just different that way. A lot of times, it's, it's just a cultural thing. It's just a cultural difference. We don't like our, we don't like to mix our uh, our flavors as much. Um, maybe we just uh, like keeping everything very isolationist. You know. Well, Hiro, you were in Germany. How was German yeah. cinema? <laughs> International man of mystery. There, I refuse to partake. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I only went to the theaters to watch the American movies with the subtitles <laughs> on. <laughs> I mean, there's not a lot of. I mean, I don't understand the language, and they're not putting the subtitles on for me. So, what the hell am I going to do in there? So, you know, I'm kind of stuck. Something like Broken Arrow. Do you even need to know what the dialogue is? Can you just enjoy it for? You know, Jared, uh, I think this is where I can attack you. Oh, okay. And your, right, your unfair go. aggression to John Travolta, his <laughs> mugging here, I think plays across any language barrier you have. You understand what uh, the man is putting out there. <laughs> yeah, you really don't need a language uh, to understand that this man is mentally unstable. Whenever he whacks people in the <laughs> in the throat with a flashlight, 
Yeah, I, I don't think there's any sort of language needed. Now, are you talking about John Travolta the person or John Travolta's character in this mm. movie as unstable? Oh, talking to me. Uh... Is he straight <laughs> as an arrow in this, Jerry? He's not straight oh, as no. an arrow. <laughs> oh, no. Look, look, if you want to talk about things being relayed by visuals, whenever the dude kisses... <laughs> It smells staff members on the lips. You tell me what is relayed without communication. Speaking of like physical stuff, like is what movie is what world is John Travolta in? Like you watch him like smoke a cigarette here. Mm. He grabs it, flicks his fingers up, and like looks at the sky. He, he, you know what he's like? He's like the Rock after the Rock won the championship, and he gets up on the turnbuckle and he like kicks his there head go, back. It's very performative. A man's man. A very masculine theater. <laughs> this is what a butch boy would do, he says. <laughs> oh, no. Are you saying that John Travolta's character here of Vic Deacons Deke. would ever entertain anything but the ladies, Jared? Well, he seems to be in the company of a lot of men constantly. He tries to kill the only woman he sees in the movie. <laughs> uh, and, uh... Howie Long, his manservant. Mm-hmm. Look, I just guy. want to say that I tried to start this by bringing Jared back to do <laughs> plot summaries. Because we still, I got to, John Travolta steals nuclear weapons and I got interrupted and it went off the rails immediately. <laughs> back into an attack on this this great American treasure. Um, look, I, I'd seen this a few times. I remember enjoying this when mm-hmm. I was a teenager when it came out. I don't think that I thought, oh, that's that's great, or I won't watch it over and over again. But it's the uh, it's the TNT test, right? I, I feel like I've seen it or parts of it on cable. It's pleasant enough. Uh, it's not that violent, even though Jared is saying that John Travolta maybe goes gets a little too handsy when it comes to people's throats and things of that nature. <laughs> um, I would say my biggest issue with it is that it's Christian Slater. I don't like how. It falls in that trap where the, the villain is just uh, over-the-top theater boy, theater kid, as uh, Jared would say. And then Christian Slater is just the, the dullard, the, the hero that just goes from point A to point B, does the redlining, the Indiana Jones style. Uh, and they give him a moderately attractive female to, uh, to hang out with. But I kept thinking that this movie is probably better if it's told completely from the point of view of the villains. And you just see occasionally... Uh, government goons show up to try to thwart them. Like you, you, Christian Slater's in the distance. Maybe he gets shot and he falls off a cliff, and then that's the end of it. And it's just you're just riding along with John Travolta and his butch boy Howie, and you know what happens in the desert. Stays in the desert. Mm-hmm. They they move their big phallic symbol from one from one place to the next. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I didn't even consider that. But that- <laughs> all you need is uh, all you need is somebody to ride the phallic symbol, ride the missile, like they do in Armageddon. He takes one right in the gut to end it. So <laughs> <laughs> this is what I've wanted the whole time. <laughs> he, he's got that he look of surprise when it's it, coming at him. He smiles as it comes at him. <laughs> oh, a rocket! <laughs> it hits. just for me, Jared. <laughs> It hits him so hard he flies out of the out of the train. <laughs> There's also a lot of other stuff that happens, I guess, but it's not that important. 
we told <laughs> the very beginning of the story and the very end oh, and nothing God. along the way. Uh, so maybe we should have gone with beautiful girls. <laughs> you slayed me. Oh, the phallic symbol flying at him. I didn't even put that together. <laughs> oh. Oh. Okay, Sorry, if we're going to go with that, this is a, an allegorical story about a gay man coming out <laughs> to his... <laughs> <laughs> his uh, fellow man. Uh, there is a bit where Halle Long, uh, Travolta goes full on villain. Um, where, so like the diehard trope is that there's this, you know, we're, we're doing this for political reasons and um, when really they're just after money. Is there any I of was, that here? Like, are they really doing that? The political thing? They, no, they, they are clearly for money, but they also set one off. They have two. And they set one off, and they're like, no, no, no. Christian Slater's kind of fucked us, but John Travolta like is convincing everyone, like, this is actually a good thing, because we're going to show them we mean business. We're mm. going to set this off in the desert. And then towards the end of the film, there's, a, I guess, a breakup between Travolta and, and Mr. Long that... Uh, Mr. Long. Mr. Long, yeah. Um, <laughs> Howie, I guess, is like, hey, look, I didn't get in this to, like, if we set off the second one, Crazy Travolta... We have no more leverage. Like then we don't get any money. He's breaking it down to the practical aspects, and Travolta has gone full ham at that point, and probably says, is, "You know, isn't this cool or something?" Howie and Howie's like, "No, it's not. <laughs> None of this is cool. Stop it, and please get your hands off me." <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! There's one way to put it. <laughs> oh, you gotta stop. What little I bring to the podcast, I can't even do that. Whatever. <laughs> this is you, dude. <laughs> you introduced this into the mythology of the show <laughs> that you don't think John Travolta is a straight man, or you have a problem with how he plays hyper masculine so much that you, <laughs> there's like a revulsion against it. You are Howie Long in this. <laughs> they, they do this. They do this thing in the movie where, and you see it in like romantic comedies a lot. Where there's like a breakup and there's some sort of artifact between them, like a little doll or a card or something, and they're looking mm -hmm. at it longingly. They have this $20 bills that both him and Christian Slater look at with lots of passion, you know, remembering the other man. The uh, Count of Monte Cristo thing, right? The like kings to me type thing, like whichever one is currently winning, you know, has the, the $20 bill. I... I go back to I, I just disagree with Jared. I guess I just I say it's all Slater's fault here. Um, none of us seemed to like him in Bed of Roses. We thought he was a little creep. Uh, no one else seemed to like that we did that episode because no one listened to it <laughs> except for I think me and Hiro five times. <laughs> like, uh, I just think that I have a hard time believing that Slater would have any sort of dynamic with this dude. Other than, God, I hate listening to this old guy just bitch and moan and lecture me about old boxers and this, that, the other. It, like, it's played, I would think, more like I can't wait to clock out so I don't have to hang out with this dude anymore. So I agree with you, Hiro. I didn't understand the whole looking at the $20 bill like, you got me this time, Travolta. I miss my boo. Up. That's yeah, all it is. I, yeah. I just felt like <laughs> when Slater is forced out of the stealth bomber flying through the air that to some degree he's fucking thankful that Travolta is probably not trying to pat him on the thigh anymore. And <laughs> <laughs> you really want to box a lot and then you want to shower a lot. <laughs> wow. 
I'm going to defend myself a little bit here. Uh, there it is. Because you're a homophobe. I'm not. You're, you're the... Me and Hyro have <laughs> rolled you out like the elephant man and said, here is a homophobe, the <laughs> H. John Travolta. But yet me and Hyro have enjoyed the laughs, the jokes, and the spectacle. But mm-hmm. we all point back to you and say, well, it's his fault. Mm-hmm. And look at his dick. <laughs> <laughs> to bring the whole thing full circle. <laughs> he is immensely more entertaining, even with his his mm. butch stick than Christian Slater okay. is. I think you've hit that nail on the head. Dang him, what a rush! Woo! Son of a bitch! Shockwave took down the damn chopper. SEMP, electromagnetic pulse. Nuclear bass sends it out for miles. Everything electronic shuts down, including choppers and radios. Hell, we just shut down McMurray's field communications. That'll, that'll put a pretty little dent in the response time, huh? Deke, you the man. I'm the man. I don't think he could be more of a stick-in-the-mud hero uh, with Christian Slater. I, not that Christian Slater doesn't have the potential for it. I think he could have. But, uh, you know, I don't know. I really don't know what the vehicle is. too young. Uh, too young. I think, uh, get an older, an equal to Travolta. Get a superior sort. to Travolta. Let Travolta be the young well. out of... Of course, a, you would say that. The top, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> See, I disagree. I think that the, that Christian Slater is not too young. I think the age disparity between them is okay, like because it plays into the "I should have been promoted years ago" thing that's okay. going on, and um, you know that the fact that he's just a major in that military role and he sh- probably should be two ranks ahead. It adds to his disgruntled nature. I've come across people like this in my time in the military. Um, not, as, not quite as handsy, but you know, <laughs> disgruntled with their lot in life. I, I, I think that part at least works a little bit. There's one thing I, I, I you know, you complain about Christian Slater. The fact that he, this is like like a very '90s thing, where we did the badass, kick-ass guy. And they put him in these various jobs, like Air Force pilot being a badass and having all these like karate moves and all this crap. It's like making a mailman a badass. It's just, it's, <laughs> it's the most embarrassing thing ever. A little uh, inter-military prejudice mm-hmm. here, huh? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I had, go ahead. I had that thought because they are, you know, they do have a lot of power clearly at their fingertips. I mean, they're they're getting to do a test run with these uh, armed nuclear missiles on board. Uh, but I agree, because when Hiro said that, I'm like, oh, kickboxing. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Uh, Christian Slater does the Bruce Lee appropriation. And it's like, what about some Bruce Lee moves on Dr. Travolta? <laughs> <laughs> they, like, go down to his, like, foot. And, yeah, that was that was pretty Too much. Windy. Too much. Yeah. Much like Travolta, I just wanted them to grapple. <laughs> Maybe some Greco-Roman wrestling, huh? Pull hair. Where's my oil? (laughs) Bring in Howie. Howie. Hold him down. (laughs) That's when Howie flies off that train. (laughs) Just does a full header. (laughs) Death by phallic symbol. No, not good. I don't really know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> trying to collect myself. <laughs> we went so far off the rails. I don't even know how to bring it back. 
I'm gonna, Jared. I want to. I'm gonna hand the wheel to you because I'm yes. looking something up about Christian Slater here for the year. So continue with the. <laughs> the, the okay, are we actually being homophobic here, or are we being this movie's better if it's about a bunch of gay dudes <laughs> like <laughs> being gay with nukes? <laughs> Being gay with nukes? What does that mean? <laughs> we're being we're being very you know, uh, being very supportive that uh, it doesn't matter what your orientation is, you are capable of stealing nuclear devices from the government. <laughs> you are capable, sir. <coughs> who you who you box or fuck on the weekend makes no bearing to what you're capable of. <laughs> Whether you box or fuck on the weekend. <laughs> Famous words from the Nasty Hellcat. Oh, God. How does that gunship fit into your grand strategy? You don't know what you're doing, do you? This is out of control. I must have... Hush. Hush. What is Bob Gunton's purpose in this movie? Like, what? I mean, he's the money guy, right? <laughs> but what is his goal? Like, what, what? 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 What's his purpose? I mean, riding shotgun with with old John Travolta. Maybe he just wants to. Is he the in Boogie Nights? Uh, what was the guy who paid the money for the movies? What was his name? You know what I mean? He was the like one the, that liked uh, uh, like what finger in his ass and or like butter in his mouth or something. Do you remember that line? Like it comes. I mean, since we're on the set of a. Uh, you know, a porn empire. I guess that's how people can talk. But if you're in a business meeting, you'd be like, no, what? <laughs> like, we're talking about video cassettes and you're talking about what you like in your ass and in your mouth. He had like a name like the governor or something or other. <laughs> His name was Travolta. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> the colonel. <laughs> There we go. Perfect. He's the colonel. That's how I see Bob Gunn in this movie. Riding shotgun to John Travolta. He's just, he just wants well, to be part of the mix. Uh, I mean, I understand. Good Lord. Especially the way Travolta plays this character. Uh, by the way, before I forget, I just want to make sure that there's no more Christian Slater movies in 1996. This is it. We covered them all. Thank God. We're out of the woods. <clears throat> but, uh, you know, Vic Dickens, I guess, he wants to make sure that he's... Is he just going to, like, push the buttons the first opportunity he gets? I mean, when you, when you have Howie Long as the tactics guy of, like, maybe that's not the best thing to do. I kind of understand the money guy wanting to be there to make sure that Travolta doesn't just set them off the first chance he gets. <clears throat> but the plan is kind of suspect if all it takes is one park ranger Another one, a badass. The mix. A park ranger, fucking Yogi Bear's handler, is a badass in this movie too. That's uh, Samantha Mathis, the great Samantha Mathis, who uh, known for Broken Arrow, American Psycho, Super Mario Brothers, and Pump Up the Volume. <clears throat> Either one of you seen Pump Up the Volume? I just watched uh, it recently. <clears throat> I really like that movie. I mean, yeah. it's a Christian Slater movie, but it's like the birth of podcasting. If you, if you. Want to look at a podcaster as a god who can lead a revolution? Pump up the volume is the movie for you. I uh, look at like, sober cinema, the nasty Hellcat. <clears throat> uh, you know, you got a shout out on uh, Marcus played uh, Jared, or was it Grand Gesture? I don't know what we recorded today, but that was Grand Gesture, where Hyro made the 
the the scene that he said I can see myself here is that you would offer to come over and fuck him and he would be too scared from your nasty Hellcat ways that he would then leave the house and say uh, maybe another time that was word for word I think what you said right Hiro I'm Don't be afraid this no. is our all, all gay happy hour we have here. <laughs> we're accepting here I, I just remembered what you were talking about that there was something to, to that effect this it was, was like 45 minutes ago by the way Jay, just now. Well, well, he's perpetually drunk so <laughs> what is this <laughs> the through line <laughs> oh okay that was also part of the discussion <laughs> of that uh, said disgusting film but yes that might have come up uh, it was more about uh, looking, staring at the light of the nasty Hellcat and having to to step back before the wings mm. uh, melt off. <laughs> Raiders of the Lost Ark style. Uh, nasty Hellcat is the Ark, and Hyro's face is being blown <laughs> off when <laughs> Jared gets a little too real. <clears throat> I want to tap into Hyro. You have a problem with the uh, um, any sort of governmental agency in this being competent? Are you uh, leaning more in the Vic Deacons mold here? Uh, no, I think this is pretty spot on <laughs> for, for how they would handle situations. <laughs> I hate to instill fear in your hearts for uh, the sanctity of our government, but uh, I think you've seen enough in the last month or two or four mm. years or whatever it is that uh, can say that, yep, this is probably what it really looks like. Just gross incompetence everywhere. I suppose. Send Frank Whaley in. <laughs> Frank Whaley, is, he's actually the worst here. Uh, Jerry, if you want to talk about like <clears throat> Butch Boy type thing, like what <laughs> – what came about him getting fucking shot in Pulp Fiction, where for a few years they're like, yeah, put little squirrely Frank Whaley in the mix here. Let him get involved in this. That hated the characters, the I guess the bureaucracy, the uh, the the attempt to handle Travolta like you know from their bunker. <laughs> I actually like it being more of a comedy of errors where, yes, lowly park ranger, just like, hey, what's going on over there, and that <laughs> completely fucks up. John Travolta, Vic Deacon's plans. It's Samantha Mathis just happens to be driving by, and he's like, well, we didn't account for this. We didn't account for anyone being in the area. Park Ranger. Well, that goes back to Hyro's account of gross incompetence. You have it on both sides of the uh, aisle, apparently. If a Park Ranger is able to just throw your, like, double nuke uh, heist, <laughs> if you can't account for one Park Ranger, then you don't need to have it. Then you don't. Maybe that's why you've not been <laughs> promoted. Promoted Travolta. You didn't plan for one Park Ranger. Fucking ridiculous. And I, I, I kind of take offense here that you, you look at Frank Whaley's, you know, kickoff point as being shot in Pulp Fiction. There's such disrespect for his body of work pre- that predates that. You know, he was in JFK. Uh, Field of Dreams. He's Archie Graham, for God's sake. This is the the widest that you've ever been. Like, <laughs> coming to the defense of fucking Frank Whaley. Somebody has to. My goodness. The Doors. He was in The Doors. He's a prominent role in The Doors. So disgusting. Terrible. Who's in The Doors? <laughs> he's one of the guitarists. He's the guy who writes. Oh, God. Oh, he's in the band. He's in the band. That. No. Val Kilmer, yes. But this guy, you're telling me this guy is like bossing around Val Kilmer at any point. You know, that actually makes me think this movie is wanting that dynamic of top gun, in particular, the uh, possible gay relationship between Some, Tom Cruise uh, and Val Kilmer. Volleyball. Eh? That is handled so much better there. And that's, that's what I was talking about. Hyro. Like, so, okay. Discount, maybe the age thing. We just need someone other than Christian Slater. They can stand up to Travolta. Like I'm not age saying wise, physically wise, 
charisma yeah, I'm not wise. How Howie Long is playing the Martin Landau role from North by Northwest. The in, in our eyes, I guess here he's the like straight henchman working for the the crazy gay guy, as opposed to the gay henchman working for the, the straight guy. But but hear me out. <laughs> hear me out. <laughs> yeah. After all that, hear me out. Now let me tell you about. Uh, about Austin Powers. Look, I was trying to class it up with Martin Landau playing the uh, <clears throat> the gay muscle <clears throat> that we all know and love in film. <laughs> I'm not saying remove a Howie Long from his role because I like it. I like his oh shit face when he realizes who he signed up to work with that Christian Slater knows all too well and went <laughs> flying into the heavens into <laughs> a fucking rock just to admire <laughs> one more word of it. But you need someone like, all right, Jared, go to Predator. Hmm. Look at the guys they have in Predator. There's obviously Arnold that's top tier. So much beef. Oh my god. <laughs> Frank Whaley is not the third guy on that crew. You don't go like no. to an Arnold, a Howie Long type, and then Frank Whaley. <laughs> they have a couple little small guys in there. He was a, what did you say, a lieutenant in his uh, ROTC? He, he qualifies. Uh, uh. <laughs> Oh, so bad. So bad. No, I'm not defending him, but it was so bad. (laughs) When he threw that out, I just, I was done. I was done much earlier than that, but that was abysmal. What are you doing? I once danced at Studio 54. I'm I'm excusing Jared from this possibly uh, questionable content, uh, this area. But Hiro, you said before we started that you... Watch beautiful girls in this as a double feature. Mm. Sure. So having skipped over beautiful girls, did we make the right choice or not? Because you and I both watched them. Because I didn't know. I just went ahead and watched both, not knowing how the vote would come down. I have to admit, surprised that Jared allowed Broken Arrow to pass. I didn't think that would actually happen. <laughs> because he but, wants to ogle teenage girls. Is that what it is? <sighs> <laughs> no, I'm not addressing that. I'm not even. Uh, uh, I'm not giving that any sort of weight to it. I, th- Jared, you this don't notion, have to. This notion you're the only that, one that didn't watch Beautiful Girls. You're the only one above board here. You said I won't have it. The notion it's that canceled. I dislike John Travolta because of what he does on the weekends. I have no problem with it. Thank you very much. He, he can do whatever <laughs> right. he wants to in the air in his Ford airplanes. <laughs> Even even in your defense, Jared, you're kind of digging a hole where it's like, yeah, hey, you sound like you do have a problem with him. <laughs> sure does. I don't see John Travolta coming up in your Oculus anytime soon. What? <laughs> what, because I don't jerk off to him, I have a problem with him? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, you, you, you both went full fucking Twitter on me. How do you know? Why don't you jerk off to some gay stuff? Exactly. Equal opportunity, man. What's wrong so, with you? Uh-huh. Yeah, both of you being very genuine. I'm sure you could tighten the screws on the old fleshlight. Oh, God, that's even... Okay, we flipped rolls there to where my face is blown off by the arc. <laughs> Disgusting, Hiro. The scotch on the rocks. Please, any scotch will do. As long as it's not a blend, of course, uh, a single malt. Blend Olivet, Blend Fittick, perhaps, maybe a Blend Gow, any Glen. I'm drums on! I'm thirsty. I want a beer. What about you? You want a beer? Just a drink. 
a martini, shaken not stirred. Um, <coughs> beautiful girls. Probably, probably a better movie. We made probably. the right choice, Michael. We absolutely made the right choice. I I don't know because after we've been on the call for thirty seven minutes now, I don't know if we would have gotten in any more trouble. <laughs> I thought Broken Arrow was the safe choice, and <laughs> we we went into uh, dicey terrain. That at least with Beautiful Girls, we say, well, the movie did this. We don't agree with it. Broken Arrow, we have made <laughs> this whole gay subculture in this nuclear ice, and it's totally on our plate. John Woo didn't do this, I don't think. Howie Long didn't do this, Jared. We did this. Well, you know, the imagery's there. If we really want I mean, you did this. I didn't put that together. You put that. <laughs> that, rocket, that rocket flying at him? Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah, that uh, phallic object flying right at Josh Volta. That was all you. Death by dildo. <laughs> oh. All right, next week. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's the new podcast title right there.